0: Yo, welcome back to another episode of On Spot Sports. I'm Jack, and today's episode we're joined by current professional hockey goaltender Trevor Martin. Trevor most recently played in the Federal Prospects Hockey League with the Delaware Thunder, as well as the Southern Professional Hockey League with the Macon Mayhem. But uh, before he started his pro journey, he played college hockey at U Sports for five years. As well as going to play junior hockey the years before playing the WHL, the QMJHL, the BCHL, the SJHL, and the AJHL. So we're definitely going to dive into a lot of those different leagues and everything. And Trevor, I'm very excited to get you on. So welcome to the show, Trevor Martin.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, what a suitcase uh, <laughs> rattling off all those. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, good to be on, and it'll be fun to to kind of discuss everything. Like you said, I've been. <laughs> been to a lot of
0: places so uh yeah let's uh, let's roll <laughs> yeah a- absolutely it's definitely i definitely saw a lot of cool cool places and everything in juniors and throughout youth sports and college hockey and then in the pro pros too so like i I like to start off generally with giving like a little background information on yourself so you're from El- you're from alberta so like what was what was it like growing up in alberta and going from youth hockey all the way up to junior hockey?
1: um I I think uh yeah like from Alberta so it was pretty cold uh most of the time in the winter so kind of struggling through that but um I st- I started pretty much I would say in Bantam So when you start in, um, from our but it's kind of a smaller town so then you end up going to Sherwood Park and that's where you kind of can play Bantam triple midget triple and then you know from there going to junior had a little experience with the local team in Sherwood Park it was the the Sherpa Crusaders. Uh, Tim Frago was the coach, really good guy. So just kind of getting to experience that uh, at 15 years old, I think it's kind of cool to see, uh, you know, what you really need to do to to get there. Um, and yeah, I think moving up, it was, um, I mean, it wasn't easy. It was a lot of hard work, uh, you know, get get getting cut from, you know, Spokane, 16, 17, in junior too. So I think just looking back like the the time to develop uh, and actually playing that 17-year-old image it, uh or use U18 US or whatever they call it now it's different in, in Canada but yeah it's uh I think that was I think that was a big thing just uh you're going to you know and all the listeners know it's you know it's a, it's a long process and I think just just getting that time to develop really helps and and just hey you get to meet new people and get to go to different places
0: yeah it's definitely a grind but it beats like just going up through the ranks like it beats any any office job that you can get and just to be able to have those different life experiences through the sport and everything like there is nothing there's really nothing better and like you just learn from every single experience that you go through Mm
1: -hmm. no yeah exactly i think there's always something that you can take and learn um i think there there's always going to be a a lot of new challenges no matter no matter what you do so yeah just like you said just learning from everything and and making sure that you kind of correct those mistakes that's that's really the biggest thing
0: yeah a- absolutely but uh what got you into being a goaltender and playing playing the game of hockey like how old were you
1: oh i would have been i mean yeah it was pretty pretty young uh i have an older brother he's he's two years older uh I'll give him, he just got married last saturday here so yeah he was a big part in in kind of me wanting to be a goalie he was a goalie so I I got all the hand-me-downs and and everything that he had Um, you know anytime we were to do any type of hockey activity he would always shoot on me and in in the garage so that was kind of just my role and I always just found the gear to be uh, really fascinating Uh, I just remember Yeah, just, I mean, it just looks, looks cool. That's, that's, I think that's a big thing why, why guys like it too. I know Patrick Wall talked about the same thing, just, just kind of really creating that unique style. I mean, it's a, yeah, it's a team sport, but I mean, every year it's, you're an individual in in your own, like there's only those two goalies. So it's, I think that side of it always kind of interests me and it's, uh, it's kept me going for a long time.
0: Yeah, exactly, and we're, we're like, the only position that you can actually, like, customize your gear to whatever you want, like, team colors, whatever, like, you want, if you want it, like, you can customize it, and then get it made just for you.
1: Yeah, no, I remember the, my first custom set, I mean, it's, I think it's something every, every goalie remembers, it's, it's pretty fun, I got it with, when I was, just the Spokane Chiefs, when I was 15, and just, it was the, was it the Reebok premieres? the the ones that are like the P Force? I'm carry Price. Low blast from the past. Yeah, it was exciting. It was I was going over with my dad and my brother, just customizing the. I got custom sticks, pads, glove blocker. Uh, they sent me a pair of pants too, but it was yeah, it was a lot for a fifteen-year-old to, to go through all this. I was i think it created some of the most anxiety ever because i didn't want to i wanted to make sure that everything looked as cool as possible so it's kind of funny looking back how like stressed out i, I was <laughs> picking the gear it's funny
0: yeah but when when you get it it's like christmas and in yeah. the middle of summer whenever you get it like it's the best feeling ever and it's like you're like you're on christmas opening up the presents when you're younger
1: yeah it's no yeah that that feels and you just want to put it on as quick as you can really it's, and yeah. you just want to keep it nice and clean and then after a while you're like ah there's enough puck marks i don't care anymore just get it dirty
0: yeah exactly but it's also sometimes very difficult to break those new gear new pads new gear in just because like it sucks putting on or it doesn't it sucks put being on the ice with them and trying to get used to it but like just uh you have a clean slate and then you're just going to get it mm-hmm. dirty
1: so i always liked uh new gear like fresh out i I got I like them a little bit stiffer. So I remember before playoffs started when I was in Red Deer, I got my new set and I had three practices and then I used them in game one, and yeah we won the series and well won the game one and yeah won the series against Calgary, but it was I just yeah I've just always liked uh, more like stiff so I never mind I think I would imagine probably skates are the worst to uh, to break in mid yeah. season or do whatever it's just that's kind of difficult but. Yeah, I always like the, uh, I always, I try to get like a new, if I could try to get a, something new for every game, like try something new. So um, just to keep things like, le- keep it fresh, keep it light. So you're not uh, kind of overthinking too many things. Just ah, let's try this out and go from there.
0: Yeah, just try, try whatever, whatever you can. Cause like, even, even when like new goalies like come in and get new gear, like, we all are like, we all just are amazed at the gear. So we'll look at our goalie partner's gear, whoever we're training with, even if it's not even our own gear.
1: Oh yeah, exactly. You're always trying to find certain things that other guys are doing and, and yeah, you're, you're just constantly a student of the game and of the gear. You always want something a little exactly. bit different and try something new. Uh, I actually just tried out the new hyper and just the, you know, the changes they made to them. I'm like, this is, so much better, and the year before, you know, I was like, "Oh, this is so." So it's crazy. The every year they're always they always find to make something a little bit better. So okay. kudos to the yeah. to the gear to the gear guys.
0: Oh yeah, a- absolutely. How how'd the hyperlights feel?
1: They're nice. I I have the mocks right now, so I I mean the I, I I like the new setup. The strapping's nice. I just I don't necessarily like the the hyperlight spec because it's just a little bit too thin so i mean i like the design but i would just get the yeah like the mock uh, insider or whatever it is the the core just a little bit more stiff so and then yeah the glove was really nice the I believe the 590 break so i kind of i got the 600 right now but yeah, i think the I, I i go back and forth just whatever whatever i get yeah. i don't really care but it's i i do probably i prefer the 590 if if i have a choice and you know like that one x stock blocker
0: that's if you can get that that's that's always good. know just basically like a true blocker or whatever they are yeah what, at, what absolutely. Do you uh i have true 12.2s right now okay. from uh from one of my buddies so i'm planning on getting a new set mm-hmm. hopefully soon here like the new true catalyst px not px3 or whatever px9 whatever whatever brand they're on now but uh yeah i'm sure. rep, repping the repping the true he's got the true skates and then, nice. then i got a bauer Bauer supreme trusty okay. no no complaints about any of that especially the true skates mm-hmm. or the true gear oh,
1: i just got uh yeah i got true skates this year the one piece i always wanted to try them there yeah it's definitely it was a little bit heavier than like the older skates that i had so it's a bit of a get used to but it's i mean it's so comfortable in my in my like my my foot in there it's just it's real nice and then yeah i have same thing i got a i believe it's a, it's a Hyperlite body and then it's a uh, supreme or Mach, uh arms, so the there you go. Mod there, it's uh yeah, that's they're they're really good. Chest, they're they're doing a good job.
0: Yeah, it yeah for sure. And like going back to like breaking in skates, like I usually hate breaking in skates, but the true skates, like I had no problem with. Like it was just like a glove right o right mm-hmm. away, and I was able to just be perfectly fine. Like I've worn it a hundred other times. Oh.
1: Yeah, no, that definitely the. Uh, I mean, it was a little bit tough for me to get into with the, uh, you know, trues. They're a little bit tougher just to put your foot in. But yeah. once you get that down, yeah, like when it's in there, it's, it, uh, yeah, it fits like a glove. I was, uh, so I used to have, I got true skates my first year at Waterloo, but they were the ones that pitched you forward. Yeah. And I felt like I was like falling over. So I didn't really like them and just went back to Bauer. But know well, these ones are good. i would yeah. probably stick with them for a while.
0: Yeah, just the uh, the technology gets better and better every year to get it get the the product better than it was the year before.
1: Yeah, thank God.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for for real. But uh, like, what what was like your first moment that you were like in youth hockey that you're like, this is what I want to do?
1: I would say, uh, probably playing like spring hockey. So yeah, we you go through the season. Uh, it's usually over in like February and then spring hockey started up. So I was playing for the NAA snipers, just a team in shirt. And you just play tournaments and it was pretty fun. Like uh, you kind of, usually you're, you're stuck with uh, certain teammates in your area, yeah. but this you can kind of draw from wherever. So met a lot of cool people there and, yeah, you know, families, we just go on trips. We went to uh, Whistler, Winnipeg, Ottawa, um. I think a local one or something, but yeah, it was just, I think pretty fortunate that, uh, you know, my parents were able to to let me do that and just go on those certain type of trips. And you're just kind of exposed to a different type of like hockey game and yeah. just the the scenery of things, just, just that's out there. And I think you kind of see it now with, uh, especially over here, we're kind of ad- adopting that American model where it's a lot of like private schools and things. It's yeah. not really there. People are kind of getting away from the youth hockey and it's, Uh, It's tough because it's expensive, but I mean, you kind of see just how good the players are getting. And I think that's, you know, a key contributor. So uh, I would say, yeah, definitely a prior, but I would have been about 12, uh, 11 or 12 when it was really starting to get pretty serious. And then, of course, you get the Bantam, and it's uh, all the talk of the Bantam draft and things like that. So that was, I would say, uh, in and around that age range, 12 to 14.
0: Yeah. Those are, those are definitely some good memories. And like, especially like as you look at youth hockey players now, like, especially like with the private schools and all that, like the competition just gets better and better every single year, just like any other league.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've always liked how the uh, American system kind of was and and the way they developed their players. And I've always, I've always thought that's, that's kind of the way we should go. And it just, we are now. And I think a lot of people thought the same way. It just, makes a lot of sense when you're when you're playing and developing with the you know the same kids over a certain period of time I think it helps and just really having those those resources of of having like a certain skill coach or um, you know some have maybe they got nutritionists and and things like that so you learn at a younger age which which I think is good and they I mean whether they make it uh, far or not they have those those type of skills for the rest of their life so yeah I think it's a big thing.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Not you can't you can't really beat that. Even if you don't make it far, you're still have you still have those resources. You still have those skills. Uh, you all use it to better yourself in life or whatever capacity that is.
1: Mm-hmm. No, I'm a well, I'm a big advocate for just. I mean, eating eating the right way. I mean, obviously you're yeah. gonna have those fun times and like just working out whatever whatever it is for you, whatever you find fun because uh, you know you don't want to get to that certain age where you just develop all these problems i mean i like to golf i like to do a lot of other things so if if i couldn't do that i mean yeah would be pretty hard and i think there's a lot of guys i know too that you know they're not playing anymore and you know you still like to get out strap it on with the fellas and just just have fun so as long as you're doing the right things uh to help mitigate the age a little bit then uh, you you can always kind of live a full life yeah
0: absolutely just Got to buzz around with the fellas, even even if you they're just yeah. friends. Like, just got to go buzz around with them, no matter well, no matter where they're playing.
1: Yeah, nothing better than just hanging out with the boys. Whatever it is, whatever you're doing, that's as long as you're with the right people. <laughs>
0: yeah, it, exactly. But then a- after you your youth hockey career came to a close, you went on to junior hockey, where like you said, you were a bit of a suitcase. So, like, what was your junior hockey experience like overall?
1: Um, it was good for me. I think uh, playing in Melville really, I would say, was my first kind of start to junior. Um, I played with the Blades that year as well. Um, the team, you know, we weren't very good. They just came off the Mem Cup, so lost a lot of pieces. But um, loved the city. I think it was one of the one of the better cities in Canada, Saskatoon and Regina. Those two South. Sad- they're nice. Um, but Oh yeah, just going to Melville. It was a small town. Uh, we were a good team. We won the division got got to experience playoffs in junior for the first time, so um, I'll always kind of remember that that city and just the town. Uh, I, I loved it there. it, it was it was good and it, yeah, like I said, a bit of a suitcase there. The, kind of that year was was back and forth uh, between Saskatoon and Melville, and actually was able to finish the year. Uh, in Red Deer, so was able to kind of see their playoffs. They, I think, yeah, they lost in the first round to Medicine Hat, but just to to be there to see the uh, environment and the and the facility, I think it helped me for next year when we did have the Mem Cup. So, uh, yeah, I'll I'll never kind of forget that season as well. It was really fun. It was actually, yeah, it was the one year where I stayed put, so that was that was good. And twenty year old year was a bit of a bounce around, but um, getting. Getting to go to, I, mean, I was only in West Kelowna for two games or whatever it was. It was like I showed up, played two games, and then ended up going to Quebec. So it was pretty quick. But uh, Kelowna is beautiful, and then just kind of experiencing a basically a different country uh, within the country. No one spoke any English. It was my billet parents. The I would have to uh, just speak to the to the daughter because the the two fat like they didn't speak any any English. The mom or dad. So it was kind of funny um and it snowed i i remember they gave me like a rental car and it it snowed like 10 feet one night apparently in in bay como you just just because of the 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 saint lawrence you get so much snow there so it was uh wasn't uh wasn't you know mad about leaving there and finishing in calgary just because of the the weather but um yeah the, the fans out in quebec they got lots of passion so definitely definitely good memories and a lot of travel
0: for sure. So battle tested. Oh yeah, for, for sure. But at least you got to travel. Like I'm sure like all the places you were, like you said, were amazing. Like, of course they have their good and their bad, but like just to be able to travel through the sport of hockey and through playing juniors, like they're like, you just meet a lot of cool people and get a lot of cool experiences as well. So it all just helps you learn at the end of the day of just like, the, from the different experiences to taking uh your life like maybe like the college hockey and a pro and then after your professional career
1: yeah I think it definitely helped uh you know with some time management I think you kind of realize in junior how much time you really have so yeah. I think yeah, yeah going to university it wasn't you know that much of a transition just the practice times are in you know later than earlier just to fit everyone's school schedule but yeah, I think those those type of skills that, that you learn are, are are so valuable. And yeah, just seeing different cultures, um, being able to travel just just from hockey. it's it's uh, yeah, something I think we're we're all pretty lucky to get. and uh, you you look back and you're always gonna have those memories. and it's it's pretty pretty fun. We actually uh, at uh, Waterloo, we uh, uh, our coach, he was he was really smart the way he went about it. if if you play five years there, then at least one of the years you'll be able to go to Europe. So we actually were able to go to uh, Italy, Germany, and Switzerland, and we played some pro teams over there. So, uh, really like it was yeah it was pretty cool and just just the fact that you know the coach actually I'm sure it was a lot of planning and effort for him to to deal with yeah. that stuff. But uh, we had a great uh, uh, alumni that that contribute and help us out. So uh, yeah, the the travel is one uh, a big piece. Everyone says they want to travel and sports are a way to do
0: it exactly it's like going into like junior hockey and into the games like what were some of the biggest things you learned playing like all throughout your junior hockey career like some of the biggest takeaways you took away
1: um i think the biggest thing i, I remember you know when you first start out because you start to realize like how much of a business it is in junior and things yeah. like that just to just to not care <laughs> i think is a big thing you go in um, I think especially in the Western League, I was, you know, you get a little bit nervous, a little bit stressed just because you think it's it's something bigger than it is, but at the end of the day, it really just is a game. And I think as us as, as goalies know, it's just doesn't matter who's shooting the puck, you're you're just supposed to stop the puck. So yeah. that's really the big thing that I kind of took away and took with me into university and just yeah, just don't take it so serious at the end of the day you're doing something that's that's pretty fun, pretty cool. So uh, just that, really just it all comes down to breathing. Uh, ended up working with a sports psych, uh, well, mainly just a performance coach. Um, uh, and, and yeah, that was really just the big thing. It's kind of just scrapped most of the pregame routine and just started to have more fun. And just, I mean, you're there for two hours, might as well, yeah. or before the game, you might as well do something fun. So, you know, just... Don't be afraid to get into the sewer ball games. Don't be uh, afraid to just to just chill and, and maybe just sip on a coffee, watch some watch video of what the other guys are gonna just just little things like that before you go out. Just so you're not so so worked up and yeah. I mean, the game's at seven and you're up at eight thirty lots of times. So just let it go.
0: Yeah, just just be be light and just have fun with it because you're playing you're playing the game. You're playing something you love. And you're experiencing a lot of different things. So just go out there and have fun. And if you look at the job description of a goalie, it's pretty simple. But like when you add everything else, like you're still, your job is still to stop the puck. Yeah. No,
1: yeah, exactly. So easier said than done, eh? right? Yeah. <laughs> so
0: that's funny. exactly. Mm-hmm. So definitely, definitely harder than it, than it seems. But like what were some of your favorite places that you played in juniors?
1: Um, I would say. My favorite would have been, I mean, Red Deer. My uh, my dad was from Red Deer, so just having that opportunity to, I mean, it's only like an hour and a half from, from where I'm in Shirt Park as well, so I would always have a lot of family at the game. I think just playing in front of them made it that much more special, and yeah, and then I finished in Calgary, uh, not just a little bit further down, down South. Just, I mean, you're playing in the Saddle Dome, you get to interact with the Flames lots, so. Uh, I always thought that was pretty cool and just kind of really immersing yourself in, in what a met kind of does, uh, I think helps with, with, with the mindset. And yeah, like I said, I loved, uh, loved Melville too. It was a small town in, in Saskatchewan, but uh, I think that's kind of what that's, that's that junior experience. I think that's what yeah. everyone should, should, uh, should go through. I don't think it's, I mean, wherever you play, it's, it's going to be great, but I think it's always kind of fun to have that, that small town where you're really uh you know beloved by the by the town
0: yeah absolutely and i've heard that the most rowdiest places is to play in the small town rinks and mm-hmm. small town towns and like the the fan bases there are nothing short than just incredible and you're just you're just getting like there you could be getting chirped if you're an away team or like the the fans will love you
1: yeah it's uh definitely helps with the mental aspect when you're on the road In some of those we played One uh, uh, the One Hawks, in the first round, and uh, we lost in six. But yeah, I just remember playing in that in their arena because it's, it, it's just so small, and it's the fans are only on the one side, and it just goes up, and it gets loud in there. It's just it's so small. The boards are they're old, so like any anything that hits it, it's so loud. And you know, guys, any guys always say too when you get hit against the wall, it's just like going into a uh, you know, a semi-truck It was just so hard, but, uh, yeah, a lot of, a lot of those like small towns, they're, uh, they're pretty cool. And you just, yeah, you want to always just bring your best too for, yeah. for those ones. Cause you know, they're, they're coming out, they're supporting they're You got the boosters there. So it makes things uh, a little bit more special.
0: Yeah, a- absolutely. Definitely fun places to play. So uh, you work, you work your way up throughout the junior ranks from, the SJHL to the BCHL to the, to the dub, to the WHL. So like, what, what was it like going throughout all those leagues and like the differences and then like the transition period between leagues?
1: Um, oh, good question. Uh, I think really the biggest thing, uh, I think everyone will kind of uh, attest to it is it's the speed kind of moving up. I think the, the younger players in the Western league, they're, they're better. And like, so it's just, yeah. it's just, every line can play the, I mean, the older guys, they're, you know, they're essentially men there. So it's when, I mean, I was there when I was 18, so I was kind of in the, I was in between. Um, but the, some of the 16 year olds I thought were like 20 years old. So I think just, just that the development of some of the players is a lot different. Uh, I, I had a really good goalie coach in Dustin Schwartz who's with the Oilers now. So him just preparing me for for that level. he he played in medicine hat. So he knew what it took to get there. He played a U sport, and he was obviously coaching at uh, coaching with the Oilers before that is with the old Kings. So I think really just kind of having a good goalie coach, a good mentor uh, to help you get there because I mean, at the end of the day, uh, it's it's really all up in your head too if you if you yeah. work hard, you you do the work and you kind of really plan everything out and and, yeah, the sky's the limit. You can get there and achieve it, and, and you can succeed there too.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I love that answer. And, like, there's all these good memories from going up all these different leagues and playing in these different leagues. So, like, what were, what was, like, the top moment from your junior career that you, you could remember by not even thinking?
1: I would say uh, watching the Memorial Cup. Like, our uh, first game was against London. I think we took a penalty. Like uh, as the host, you're the first team to to play, and we played London, who ended up winning. And just I think we took a penalty two minutes in, and it just went to Christian Dvorak, up to Ulevi, down to Kachuk, in front to Marner for a one timer, and it went. It was the, it was the fastest thing I've ever seen, and it just went. It was two minutes in, we're down one nothing. So it was uh that I'll never just just the the pace that those guys played at. It yeah. was. Uh, and just, you know, the the spectacle that is the Memorial Cup, that was pretty special. Um, and one in, in Calgary, we played at, uh, it was 11 a.m. Or, or 12 or something like that. It was just the kids game. Like um, every school from the district came. So it's a sellout, sellout crowd at like 11 a.m. You know, you're getting up at 7. I remember just being so tired. And uh, yeah, we won in a shootout 4-3. So I think any goalie will tell you, winning in a shootout. When you make the save at the end, it's yeah. one of the one of the best uh, feelings. That doesn't happen often, but uh, that that was a big one for sure. That, those two uh, stand out pretty big.
0: Yeah, definitely probably a big celebration after that shootout save, right?
1: Oh yeah, you always gotta get something going. Fist pump. Uh, I know some guys like to sweep the ice, but I I never. I I was always afraid I'd fall or something like that, so I never <laughs> did that.
0: Yeah, better be better be safe than sorry.
1: Yeah, you can't can't get caught hot dogging too much.
0: <laughs> yeah, a- absolutely absolutely not. But then uh, your junior career comes to a close where you where you have been to a lot of different places and you bet you were successful in all the places you played and then you go into youth sports and college hockey. So like what was the process like to commit to University of Waterloo?
1: Um, I mean it was pretty pretty easy. I think it was just the, the best spot for me to go. I uh, didn't necessarily want to stay out west. There were some other options in, in Calgary and in Lethbridge, but you know I'd already been kind of to those places, and I just wanted to experience a, a, another part of Canada, and I'm really happy that I did. The recruiting process was, was a lot of fun. My mom and I went down, saw the facility, met the coach, a lot of staff members, and we ended up going to a Jays game. So just I think just being out east and and, and kind of seeing the – just how they live out there and how much different it is uh it was just something i really wanted to do and was fortunate enough my brother came out with me um he played actually at the university of las vegas and we didn't have a third goalie at the time it was just me and and my and uh one of the fifth years and i i told the coach i was like my brother like he's got these credentials this and that like so just having him on a team with me too and you could practice whenever i I always thought that was that was pretty special. We never played together, so um, pretty yeah, pretty easy process to to go over there just because of all the things that 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 were going into it. So I, I had a lot of fun out there, and yeah, it's special time going out to to U sport and and university. I I recommend anyone anyone do it that they can.
0: Yeah, it just seems like a great great opportunity to go play some college hockey and U sports, and you're always facing good competition there and everyone seems to be able to be a powerhouse up there.
1: Yeah, we, uh, I think it, it was pretty cool just to, to have a team with, you know, with guys that you kind of stay, there was no trade. So it yeah. was a little bit more inclusive and things like that. It, so you're staying with the same guys and, uh, just, we did a lot of cool stuff. I mean, we would go, like I said, we went to Europe my third year, uh, every year or two, we, we went to Michigan uh, Vermont and Ferris State to play uh, just some exhibition games against those NCAA teams and just I mean we're doing quite well against them and, and we're you know we're maybe not taking it as serious we went to uh the where did we go I we went to the big house they were playing Maryland so we went to the Michigan football game and then we played the hockey game the next day so just being able to to travel I mean every team they do it they go down to the states they'll play those teams and so you really get to—it's pretty cool to experience, uh, you know, just just to see the NCAA and yeah. kind of what, and just to to compare the level that that it is, and yeah, there it's all good hockey. It's it's always fun.
0: Yeah, a- absolutely. It's like what was like that transition period going from junior hockey in the WHL to going to U Sports.
1: Uh, it was yeah, it was a little bit different. I think, you know, guys are older; they're a little bit more experienced. So I think the first year I struggled, um, I would come, I was coming off an ankle injury, so wasn't really able to do much during the summer, just kind of, you know, just train what I could. Yeah. Um, didn't, didn't, didn't get on the ice until like the end of the summer. So just, you know, you, you, if you forget how much you have you've lost, really, you think you can play and then you can do what you were doing before, but, uh, it's, it really does take a good summer. So I think my second year was a lot better and, um, third year just got progressively better. So, um, like I said earlier, it's it's just development. I mean goalies take a long time to develop. So um, really learning the the ins and outs and and having those experiences, the ups and downs uh, are a big big key uh, to to making sure that you can succeed,
0: yeah, absolutely. And like those are the base experiences that you do go through is just that transition period and just seeing. Where where like you fit in through from the team and just to see what you have to do to get to that next level to be successful throughout that year.
1: Yeah, and like with university as well, there's like I said, there's no trades. If you're not doing well, no. and there's or maybe you're not getting the opportunities, well, you got to find a way to to get those opportunities because yeah. you're you're there. It's not like NCAA where you can go through the portal or anything like that. And there's a lot of movement, but. um, So just kind of having that perseverance and and determination to to get focused so you can get in the net as much as possible.
0: Yeah, so your first three years at University of Waterloo, you got a really good opportunity to play. You played 13 games your first year, 16 games your second year, and then 17 games your third year. So, like, what, what was it about getting that opportunity and just being able to develop your game to potentially get to that pro level?
1: Um well I think in university you get a lot of like practice time you only play those two games and you only play like 26 like plus exhibition things like that so like 30 32 36 somewhere around there but so a lot of practice time i I think uh, we had you know, our good goalie coach there too um Matt McGahey he, he was he was always there working with us uh, I really enjoyed working with him um just kept yeah like I said just kept things light and help you kind of not take things so serious because it's almost like football where you work all week and and then you get that one chance that one game to, to kind of showcase so I think that was really good because you know when you get to that pro level that that those ranks you only get that, that kind of one opportunity as as difficult as that is and you know it doesn't really matter what happens you might have the worst team in front of you and it's your first game and you just have to do what you can and you know whether if you have a bad game or a good game, at least you know you you did everything you could to to succeed, and that's I think that's all you can really ask for.
0: Yeah. So yeah. So like, what what did you do like during practices to help get get your like reps dialed in, get your get your habits dialed in, and just to be able to to perform on that consistent basis when you when you were playing?
1: I think the big thing was every Monday was like a skill day, so just take 30 minutes and do you know whatever goalie specific drills that i maybe had in mind or or maddie would have in in mind and we would go from there and then about 30 minutes of doing stuff with the players whatever they wanted to do uh, as much as it maybe sucks uh, they would be taking one timers Mm -hmm. or they would do be doing certain things but um you know i think when you get to certain teams certain levels that maybe the structure isn't as good so you are going to see those opportunities so just like I said, just have fun with it and, and, and do your best to to get the body in front of it and try not to work too hard and tire yourself out. Well. You want to make sure that, that the reps are good and, and just just communicate that with the players too. I would yeah. tell them, listen, there's six of you and there's one of me. Let's let's do this a little bit slower, Let, maybe go off both sides and just so that they can get good quality as well. Because if I'm yeah. just going through the motions, well, then they're shooting on a goalie who you know, it's not going to be like that in a game. So I think that was a big thing, talking with teammates and things like that, seeing well, what they see in practice, what maybe I think they should maybe just, I think when you have good relationships with, with teammates and, you know, your buddies and your friends, you, you really can have those open conversations. And before practice, just get a couple shooters and, and do some things that you want to do, because, I mean, there's there's guys that are out there that are willing to do it, and I think, the, they want to just get better just as much as you do. So yeah, just, yeah, like I said, just really talking to people and, and getting as much feedback as you can. I think mean, that's the biggest thing.
0: Yeah. Just good, good communication. And that goes, that goes a long way, especially with your team and just, especially if you're helping them as well and being like, if you do this differently, maybe you could score more goals or something like that as well as like when you ask them, like, what do you see? And when you're about to shoot or, look for a pass option like what like just that communication like helps everyone and whether it be goaltender goaltenders forwards defensemen just helps everyone
1: yeah everyone everyone wants to get better whether it's just you know a little bit every time no matter what it is like you said we're talking about with gear you always oh how do you pull your gear like yeah. this how do you do this so i'm asking players oh where would you do this on this and they you just just you know, like, it's just fun talking shop with the guys and, and seeing yeah. what you can do differently. And because, you know, I think, it like you said, it does go a long way when you're just talking to them. You, you're, you're just more of a cohesive group at the end of the day. And that's, if you look at all the teams that win, it's, that's really what it is. It's, it's having that open and honest communication where, uh, you know, it's done the right way. Their, you know, feelings aren't getting hurt. It's just, it's all done in a professional manner. And that's, that's, that's how you get to the end goal.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. But then your third year, you were also talking about how you guys went overseas and played over in Europe with, uh, and that was how that was a cool experience. So what what was that experience like? And just being able to see a different side of hockey with playing playing against professional teams over in Europe.
1: Yeah, we played our first game was in Italy, so that was the uh, uh, just the Italian, like the top Italian league, and it was in it was in Wrighton. Um, so it was up in the Alps there, uh, like an older building, kind of like wood type style, uh, kind of like what you see uh, on, on the TV sometimes. So, um, yeah, just, I think the pace of play is a lot different. It's, it's a lot wider, um, you know, and you're playing against professionals. This is their job. Yep. They, they're, they're out there to, to beat you and to beat you, like be up real hard too. Yeah. yeah they They don't want to get embarrassed or anything like that. So. Uh, they were good games. They were tough games. The the one in Germany was uh, one of the more fun ones just because of the crowd that they had on hand, and um, it was Freiburg. Um, you know, we we got to tour the city, uh, go for a walk, which I think helped. You, you get out of the hotel, move the legs a little bit, go for a nap with them, you know, go into the game. They, I think they have, I think it was about 5,000 can hold it, and they had about twenty five hundred. So they wow. they just didn't have the the back, but they they love their they love their hockey there. And and then we played uh, in Switzerland in the last game against the the second team in uh, the Zooks team. But we played out of the big stadium, and it looked like it was like Rogers Place in Edmonton. It was a it was a NHL facility. Like it was it was pretty crazy to see. And you always hear too how good the Swiss League is. But just to to kind of see and the uh, I think the main team was they were practicing before and then we yeah, we ended up playing the, the the second team and they were they were good they were they were younger and they were the kids that were were pretty much they're looking to move up
0: and
1: yeah it's like the minors almost for them um, but it, that was a good and then we we actually that was the one game we won uh, we won four three in a shootout same same type thing uh, my brother actually started the first half and I played the second half so it was it was, it was pretty cool to, to yeah. kind of have that, share that win with, with my brother.
0: Yeah. And like, it's such a, such a cool experience to go, not only just to have your brother be there and like have him start the first half and then you finish it out, but just to like experience it against like a protein over overseas. Like, I know, I think this past season, like university of Calgary, I believe the dinos played against the wranglers in the, in the American league in like an exhibition. So just to get like that, experience of what it takes to get to that professional level and to play at those pro levels is like it's very valuable like experiences
1: yeah you're a lot of guys are, are right there it just comes down to a certain timing and yeah. and things like that i'm sure everyone kind of knows but i think as long as you're you're doing everything you can and you put all that work in, then you know it's at the end of the day you just don't want to have any regrets that's the biggest thing so um though though, that was pretty cool to see that yeah I know uh I think Nate and uh Grant McEwen they form like an all-star team and they play the Oilers uh like for for the last game of the yeah whatever camp it is so yeah that I I always like that too it's pretty pretty cool
0: yeah absolutely good good experiences for everyone and talking about like good experiences like after your scene after your fourth year senior year at University of Waterloo you got to spend some time in the SBHL with the Birmingham Bulls and the Knoxville Ice Bears throughout that time so like what what was that experience like and just seeing like that professional level from like your point of view as actually being on a professional team
1: yeah it was it was a bit different just because it was the the COVID year so there was a lot of rules and things like that so I think you know, maybe not getting to experience the full, uh, you know, pro kind of lifestyle and things like that. But it, it was still really good to see, I think, coming from the Western League and, and, I mean, it's essentially pro hockey. You're playing 72 games. Uh, You get treated, you know, really well. So I think that that prepared me pretty well just to, to kind of see what that was like. And uh, I didn't get any games, but just to, to be on the team and to, to practice and to see those things, it was it was good for me just i mean we weren't you weren't allowed to do very much in canada so i was i was pretty lucky and fortunate to yeah. be the, uh, down there for for a couple of months just to just to be on the ice and uh even though the ice down south it wasn't great it was you know it's, it's so hot down there but yeah. but any time you can get out there and just just kind of stay in that game shape and uh, that's yeah that's really all I could have asked for
0: yeah so you got that foot in the door of pro hockey and then you ended up going back to U Sports in the Southern the Southern Alberta Institute of Technology and the ACAC. So like what made that decision to go back into into youth sports into college hockey?
1: Well, I I wanted to go back to maybe like University of Calgary or MRUs, but because I was on the uh like the SPHL rosters for those games, uh, I had to redshirt. So I couldn't go back to to Waterloo. I couldn't go to U. So I had to go to the ACAC and yeah just I, I just kind of got lucky that uh, a goalie quit and I got a phone call uh, I still wanted to play I didn't necessarily want to go to the you know to the federal league right away or, or anything like that I, I wanted to take a couple different financing courses things like that just to kind of further develop my my yeah. swing Um and you know COVID was still kind of a factor uh, especially in Canada so it was kind of a a bit of a you know, working through that process as well. So uh, I think, yeah, just kind of getting those courses was, was a big thing for me.
0: Yeah. You're uh, another year to develop your, your game as well as like working on stuff that you want, you're going to probably do post hockey and league like even, even during your hockey career.
1: Yeah, exactly. I I love uh, dealing with money and finance. I think it's, I, I mean, everyone, everyone deals with it in, in, yeah. in some de- different aspects. So just, uh, being able to help people and, and educate them on on how they can kind of really just i mean it's it's funny to talk about now how young we are but retirement's yeah. gonna come sooner than later so oh yeah uh, it, it's fun to show people uh you know what what it takes to to get there and you know how close they really are because i mean it's it's the small steps i mean it's like anything you know, those baby steps to that quantum leap get you get you pretty far so if you're consistently doing the right things then and whatever it is, it's it's gonna pay
0: off in the long run. Yeah, hundred percent agree with you there. And so uh, you just finished your first year, your first full year of professional hockey with the uh, Delaware Thunder in the Federal Prospects Hockey League, the Macon Mayhem in the Southern Professional Hockey League, and you also got a cup of coffee with the Reading Royals mm-hmm. in the East in the ECHL, the East Coast Hockey Leagues. So, like, what was your first official pro year of hockey like?
1: Uh it was it was good i like liked to uh, kind of just going back to that you know it was it like junior you kind of have that certain kind of time there's really no school so during that year i was uh, just to kind of keep my mind busy i was getting my life insurance license to you know to deal with insurance and investments it's like like everyone knows there's a lot of time off so yeah. uh, i think it's important to to keep the mind fresh and, and do something um yeah i i think reading was re- was really cool uh that philadelphia is a good good system i think they treat everyone really well down there uh would have been nice to get into a game but you know that's just not how how it went but uh, still really appreciative of it. it it was really cool and yeah making the weather was good there you you get to golf get away from hockey a little bit so just kind of being in a different uh climate i thought that was that was pretty cool and and in uh in delaware we the one trainer we had uh he was unreal. I would go there, um, like because he only play on the weekends. So just keeping the body as fresh as you can that was a big thing. So um, uh, Mike out trained. So was, uh, <laughs> he's uh, he was he, he was a, a big part in, in uh, my development this year off the ice for sure. Uh, he's a really smart guy and just really great facilities and uh, I think that that was a big thing. If you're gonna Kind of go through that long grind of of the pro season. You yeah. got to make sure that you're staying on top of the off fight stuff, even uh, even though it might not be you know as fun for some people. I think uh, you got to try to make it fun and and get some time in. So I think that was a big thing.
0: Yeah, it's like what some of like the biggest things you learned this year, especially going through like those ups and downs of the season when like your team may not be may not be winning or like you're going through like a rough stretch where you're getting a ton of shots. Like what? What are you go or like what's going on through your mind throughout those like up and down moments?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, it's so cliche, but it's control what you can control. You, yeah. I mean, you really don't know how many shots you're going to get, what type of quality there at the end of the day. You might have an idea, but I think if you just, just do those consistent things and and find some kind of control. So structure your week out, plan it out, know what you're going to do, know how you're going to prepare the best that you can. And, and that's all you can do because at the end of the day, uh, yeah, like you said, our job is just to to stop the puck. That's the job description. You, you're We're not scoring goals. I guess actually some guys were this year. There was a lot of goalie goals. Which yeah. Is pretty cool, but, um, yeah, whether you win or lose, really just evaluate your game on how you prepared, how you think you played, and, and kind of just break it down from there. Um, I think that was a big thing for me back in junior too. When you're younger, you think – you need wins and things like that but it really doesn't matter if you're if you're playing well then yeah the the wins will come the good games happen and and that's just kind of what you have to constantly remind yourself that the good things are coming if you're doing the right things
0: yeah uh, I totally agree with you there and like even like throughout my season like facing a lot of shots and everything just giving the ch- the boys a chance to win like that's all like especially with like certain situations that happen you just got to go with the mindset of just give the boys a chance to win and the rest is going to do it do its work.
1: Yeah, and I think there's uh when you're getting a lot of shots, a lot of high quality chances, I mean chances are you're probably going to let in a decent amount here and yeah. there, but those times when you do have those those really good games and uh you have 40 shots and two goals against or something like that or more, it's it's so those are those are the games that you really remember and, and try to hold in your mind and and just and, say hey, that that could happen every night you never know so it's uh yeah it's always fun and like you said that's all you can do is just give them a chance and, and and do your best out there
0: yeah exactly it's like what was your what were your emotions when you got that that first pro win under your belt and like what what was the feeling like
1: uh it was it was definitely a relief you, you feel really yeah. good um just some to check off the, the goals list. Uh, you know, everyone wants to win and, and succeed. And I think that was, that was a big one for sure. It's um, one, one you'll never forget. And, and then also too, you just kind of, you just kind of move on. And it's almost like, you know, you've won games before just because it's at a different level. It doesn't mean much. Um, yeah. I, I think, you know, even guys, once you win in the NHL, it's great for a bit. And then, you know, it just becomes normal. So just, just really normalizing it and going through it just so you can get back and and try to win another one
0: <laughs> yeah so like what what have what was the transit or what did you learn from your time going to the fed to the usb to the coast and like what were some of the takeaways that you took away from each league uh
1: i think just uh you know how detailed uh it is when you move up yeah. i think it's uh, the way it was in Reading was a lot how it was in in Red Deer and in Calgary. I mean, the coaches I had, we had Brent Sutter, NHL coach. We had Mark French, who was you know he's an AHL coach, in the Swiss League now. But you really just see kind of the detail and what goes into games. Um, because they uh, you want to get the that slight edge, whatever you can do to to help to help the the team win and do everything. That's what it is. So there's a lot more uh more structure i think that's that's really the biggest thing that, that you kind of learn and it it's it's faster but it's also easier in a sense because yeah. because there is that structure in place so so that is a big thing for sure
0: yeah just gotta keep it keep everything simple just don't don't overthink and just let just have fun and let uh stay stay loose a little bit and just yeah. en- enjoy it enjoy every game enjoy every practice every moment
1: yeah, exactly. It doesn't doesn't uh you know, you only get to do it for so long. Uh yeah, yeah enjoy it. Enjoy it as long as you can and, and even when you're done, you still gotta try to find ways to enjoy it. Do whatever you can. It's uh it's a great sport. I say sports in general are, are so fun. And anytime you can get out and, and experience that that euphoric state, it's it's something something special.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's like what, what are you looking forward into going into year two of professional hockey?
1: Uh, I think just you know you you got that first year under your belt, so you can kind of use those, like you said, use those experiences to to be better for it. you. You know certain cities, you know certain arenas. It's just it's just all about comfortability. So yeah. de- developing, having those experiences, uh, it, it's gonna. I think it's a, a it's a big thing for sure. And um, yeah, you just you're kind of almost established in a sense. You you're not uh, kind of tiptoeing around seeing. Yeah. Seeing what's going on, it's just a little bit just easier in that sense with with being comfortable.
0: Yeah, a- absolutely. And like, um, I want to wish you the best of luck going forward with how next season is going to go for you. And I have a few more questions before we wrap things up here from our viewer Q&A question that I put up on Instagram. So uh, you want to get into it?
1: Yeah, sure. Perfect.
0: So All right. Sweet. So, so the first one is like, what are what are some tips you'd give players looking to get to that next level?
1: Uh, I would say, um, the thing that gets overlooked the most when I, uh, goalie, goalie coach people, it's, uh, it's training your eyes. I think, uh, I was pretty fortunate. My uncle's an eye doctor, so he works with the Oilers, uh, um, the Elks and like football team here. So just a lot of the pro teams, it's, it's pretty tedious. It's not very fun, but, um, I mean, it's still a muscle. It's something you, you obviously need to develop if you're a goalie. So reach out to a, to a sports optometrist. Um, you know, they're, they're not just an optometrist. You want a, a sports specific one just to see what kind of exercises you can do. I mean, even if you're just doing, um, it's called the Brock string. So just piece of string with five beads attached just to help on bringing your eyes together and converging. So, I mean, if you're doing that, I think you're, you're already ahead of most goalies because most guys, they're just going out to see. See shots at at, at yeah. the local rink, or they're maybe doing ball drills. But I think really kind of changing it up a little bit and and working on your vision is a, a key key component.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a great tip. It's so so underlooked, but like once your eyes are are dialed in on on that puck with tracking, like the, everything just becomes so much more slower and easier.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly, and with that, it's it's a lot of breathing. Like there, that's one big thing where. When the play's at the other end, just breathe. When you're relaxed and your shoulders are down, and you just like you said, you're more loose. uh, Obviously, your eyes are going to be working more in unison as well.
0: Yeah, exactly. But uh, the next question is, uh, what's your favorite hockey memory?
1: Uh, I I would say that one in Europe when uh, we won against the Swiss team when I was with my brother. That was that was pretty special. I'm just watching the first half and seeing him perform. And then knowing that I had to perform, and and you get more like I can't let my older brother show me up. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and yeah, just the fact that we won, and you're in Europe, we're with the with the fellas, just to have a, go back and have a good time at the hotel as well. It's it uh, that that's one I'll never forget.
0: Yeah, that's uh, that's a good memory to have, and especially with your with your brother for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The next the next one is uh, how are you spending your summer?
1: uh summer i train whenever i can so either morning evening four or five times a week um just like i said with that program that my trainer gives me and i i am doing financial advising as well so helping people with investments insurance and and mortgages things like that like i said getting getting people you know ready for retirement and and stuff like that Uh, i still like goalie coaching uh golf big one and you know, my little cousin. He actually uh, he plays baseball, so I, well, I haven't gone out to see him yet, but I want to go see him. He's a he's a good little player. So, uh, and and I'm outside, so it's it's uh, that's a bonus.
0: <laughs> yeah, just keep, keeping yourself busy.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's especially in the summer. It's you know, skate uh, skating's only you know three four times a week, kind of when you yep. get down the line. But so yeah, you gotta gotta keep it busy, and, and it's good. It's a good transition too for for life after.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, the next question is how do you maintain your composure when you get run?
1: (laughs) Uh, I just knowing that we're going to get a power play and hopefully we can score on it. I think uh, I've never been one to to flip out too much. I always, I always just laugh when I got hit or something or whatever. It's, I never really cared (laughs) Uh, because I just knew that that's, you know, that's what the players are told to do. And that's, that's kind of part of the job it was like uh, being a catcher in baseball they're, they' they yeah. know they're going to get run and it's just you just gotta hold on to the ball and keep your position so same thing you gotta hold your position and make sure the the puck stays out and hopefully you know you're getting a power play uh, out of it as well so that that that's probably the big one
0: yeah po- power power play goal after your goalie gets run like that's probably one of the best best feelings as a goalie is your team's got your back and you guys are back in the game
1: yeah exactly yeah it's a good one for sure
0: yeah for sure and then the last one is uh apparently you're uh too scared to show the world that you're a Dallas Cowboys fan what do you have to say to that
1: <laughs> no way that I I think I know who sent that to If that's that's probably Jordan he's he would have been a, a trainer for for say I think that's him he's a big Cowboy fan I think he's just jealous that he's not a Buffalo Bills fan like myself so <laughs> and uh, he knows that the bills are going to win a super bowl year shortly and <laughs> i think the cowboys are in tough i don't know what they're doing so uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: uh i don't know about that with the, with the cowboys cowboys are definitely uh definitely in it for uh, for one for sure
1: yeah i think the the bears are in better shape than the cowboys <laughs>
0: <laughs> i guess we can say that for sure uh, but uh yeah. that i think that's a great way to cap this episode off but uh Trevor, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate your time, and I want to wish you the best of luck going forward into uh, next season.
1: Oh, thank you. It was, it was great to be on and great to talk a little bit and, and to get to know you. So thank you very much, and, yeah, keep it up. Love the show.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you.